All right, everybody. Badlands food. I've been thinking about getting a dog with my little family. We are about to introduce a dog, I believe, at some point here, and I have a interest in how we're going to be treating said dog. And it occurs to me, you know, that many dogs suffer from health issues. And with Badlands Food, actress Catherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. She's looking at their food. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that by just adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step step how anyone could do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. It caught my attention, and as I'm about to uh, get a dog, I think that I'm going to uh, use this service, so I thought I'd share it with the audience as well. Uh, I know many of you have dogs. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com slash dark topic and watch Catherine's video right now again that's b-a-d-l-a-n-d-s-f-o-o-d.com slash dark topic to check it out badlandsfood.com millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Can we talk something else? Can, can we talk about something else? <laughs> Hello out there. Welcome to Dark Topic. I'm your host, Jack Luna. This is a special episode of Dark Topic. Waking up with Jack Luna. Often when, well, every day when I wake up, I'll check my messages, the social media, uh, emails, and respond to listeners. You know, there's feedback on the episodes. There's case suggestions. There's just people saying thanks. There's people saying I hate you. There's people saying I love you. And, uh, you know, I respond to all that. I take, you know, probably about the first 20 minutes, 30 minutes of my day doing that. And on occasion, I've had people reach out who are victims of crime themselves or are surviving family members of a victim from a crime. And uh, they'll tell me how, you know, maybe an episode affected them. And usually it's really positive. This morning... I woke up and I had a message <clears throat> from uh, this girl Katrina and she's a listener of Dark Topic and she was responding to my intro from the last episode what Jeffrey did where I was talking about I'm sorry I'm out of breath here she was talking about how um, the intro really spoke to her and how her 
sister's case had been covered a few times, and um, her sister was involved in a high-profile crime case. And we went back and forth a little bit. And at the end of it, I decided, hey, like, well, I asked, can I talk to you? Can we have a conversation? And for the first time, I'm going to speak to a family member of a victim in a heinous murder case and take it head on. I think that this will be really good for me to speak to somebody who is directly related to something and and not have this huge disconnect that we that I as a true crime podcaster often have when telling these stories I like I was talking about in my last intro it's like you kind of like revel in like the gory details and you're like wow I could really work with this I mean this is going to be people are going to be really shocked by this this is going to be a great podcast and I have guilt with that um and I've never been comfortable with it and I've always wondered what it feels like to be a member of that family, maybe listening to this, right? And I've tried to be sensitive, but I don't think I've been as sensitive as I, as I could be. And, and I think that having this conversation with an actual person who is in, in, uh, affected directly by this horrific crime will do me good. And maybe all of us good to hear it. So... Without further ado, I'm going to go into this pretty blind. I have um, a little bit of an idea what this case was about. I know that the killer's name was Brady Brady Oestrike from Wyoming, Michigan. It was the Craigslist murders, not the Craigslist killer that they made a movie on and all that, but this is known as the Craigslist murders. The victim was Brooke Slocum, 18, and that was the sister of this um, of Katrina, who I'm about to call. And another victim, Charles Oppener. I'm nervous. Normally, I would take time to prepare for something like this and maybe have uh, created an episode of Dark Topic. And I was thinking about doing that and then having her on and maybe having the interview as part of it. But, um, man, when I looked at this crime, it is really bad. And, um, frankly, I'm, I'm, I was a little hesitant to, to create it and then have her as a part of it and then have her family hear it because she's on it and her friends and all that. And if I overdo it or screw something up I want to get it straight from her and see how this goes so today I woke up and this is what fell on my plate and now let's uh let's see how this goes we're gonna give Katrina a call hello hi Katrina hi Jack (laughs) do you go by cat or straight up Katrina are you I usually go by Trina. Trina? Oh, I fucked that up entirely. Okay, Trina. That's... Oh, no, it's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> I had two, I, I had three options and I and I went for the first two. They were completely wrong. Um, so, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing. Had a work day out in this heat. Yeah. I'm talking to my favorite podcaster ever, so this is, like, really cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. You are, um, you're a postal service worker? Yes, I am. So you walk around, you 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 deliver the envelopes. Yep, all day. <laughs> all day, and you listen to podcasts. And you listen to Dark Topic, apparently. 
Yes, I do. <laughs> That's so cool. I was actually going to try to call you on your route because I thought that'd be kind of fun having you walking around doing your thing. But then with <laughs> what we're going to be talking about, I was like, what if she gets, you know, she's walking past people talking about this horrible shit. And uh, I'm, glad, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm glad that I got you at home. So I'm going to record this. Are you okay with me recording it right now? Yeah, of course. That's oh, fine. Okay. So... Th- I, I really, I mean, I'm just stumbling into this thing, and I watched a couple of documentaries on it, and um, it's, God, this is one of, this is way up there with, this is a really, really horrific case, and unfortunately it involves your sister. Is is there anything you can, um, maybe just, just tell me about yourself and, and about your sister first, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, of course. Um, so she's my stepsister, and I know a lot of people are like, Oh, so it doesn't even count as their sister. We get that a lot. But our parents got together when we were four. Mm-hmm. And so we grew up together. And honestly, at first, we totally, we did not get along. Right. We butt heads a <laughs> lot. But she bonded with my, my younger brother really well. Mm-hmm. And so they were like best friends. And then my dad, stepdad, also had another girl, too, Cassie. Mm-hmm. And... So me and Cassie got along really well, and then my brother Xavier and then Brooke got along really well. Right. So we had our moments where we, like, you know, we'd hang out and stuff, but typically we were just kind of like, okay, like, you're new, we're new, just button heads. Yeah. And then at some point in time, it clicked, and then we were best friends. We were attached at the hip, and we did everything together. Oh. <laughs> Started off rough. It did, eh? Are you, are, so you're older than her. You were older than her at the time? No, we were the same age. Same age. She's two weeks. She was born February 7th, and then I was on, born on the 29th okay. of February. So we're Real the close. same age. Just, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I never experienced that situation. I did have a stepfather, um, you know, and that situation is always a little bit odd, having people come into your house that, that aren't your kin, and you got to get to know them again. But I wouldn't, I can't imagine what it's like to have to get, get along with brothers and sisters and, and all that stuff too. But like you said, as time went on, you guys became close. Oh yeah. It was definitely an adjustment, but we adjusted fairly well. I would like to think, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. And, and you guys, you guys live in Michigan, right? Yes, we do. Was it my Wyoming, Michigan? Ionia. At Ionia. the time it was in Ionia. Oh. Yes. Okay. All right. All these news reports that I'm seeing say that this this incident happened in Wyoming, Michigan. Are they getting it wrong or did it? Yeah. No, that is correct. So um, Ionia is like a like a half the size of Wyoming area. Mm-hmm. It's Wyoming and Grand Rapids, so they're kind of like combined over there. And Wyoming is like a half an hour, forty five minute drive. Oh, I got That's you. like our big city where we have the malls and the, all the fancier restaurants and everything. Mm. And Ionia is just like, you know, your Walmart and your Meyer and stuff. Ah, I'm going to send you to one of those fancy restaurants when we're done if your husband will be okay with that. We were just talking about that. <laughs> he, he wants to go to an Applebee's. We <laughs> What's that? He's like, nah, man. This is he goes, I don't think so. That's your favorite that's your favorite dude. Why would, why would you do that? I'm like, I don't know. Why would I do that? I know, right? <laughs> it's for me. It's for me. And then he says, yeah, we'll go to an Applebee's. I'm like, I was thinking more like a Denny's. And you're like, no, not a Denny's. I don't want to deal with a Denny's. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, like, <laughs> the one that is the closest that we used to go to is now trash. 
Okay. It's like the service is terrible and the people are terrible, but then there's one that's like a little bit further away. So, I mean, I guess we could only do a Denny's. Listen, we're not <laughs> doing Denny's. a little Denny's. bit further of a drive. We're not doing <laughs> Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do something a little better than that. All right. So so at this time when this all went down, and listen, when we're done this call, we'll, we'll talk. And I'm just kind of rolling right into this because I did a bit of an intro and all that. I thought we'd come in kind of hot on this. Um, all right. Cool. All right. Yeah. yeah. So at the time when this, this all happened, your sister, Brooke, she wasn't living at home? No. So she started dating so she was 18 it was the summer into our senior year mm-hmm. and she was dating a 25 year old i believe that is their correct age i knew he was You're right. way older than she was that's what i got here too bro that's weird that this guy who's that old is into you that, and you it, met him down at the fair mm-hmm. like i eh, you know but, you know, you, when you're young at that at that age, you do what you're going to want to do. <laughs> yes. No, definitely. Uh, I think so no eight... matter how much we told her. Sorry, I did not mean to talk over you. Oh, God, don't worry about it. I'm doing it to you, too. It's a phone call. It's the fucking worst. The, the, like, right. 25 and 18. So, so they meet at a fair? Yes. There's the Ionia Free Fair every year. And okay. um, I guess they met down there, but this was the summer prior. So she was 17 when she met him initially. Yeah. So she wasn't even 18 yet. Right. And so that would have made him 24. Yeah. And so they they met then. And then they there were some things that he did and that we just didn't, didn't not sit right with any of us at all. We're like, dude, this is just not okay. Mm. He's way older than you are. Mm-hmm. He's telling He's telling all these lies. He's a priest. A priest? But he's not a priest anymore. Yeah. This is stuff he would... I'm a priest, but I'm not a priest anymore <laughs> because I got excommunicated from the church. And uh-huh. we were like, what? The, what? No, that doesn't... No. No. Also, like, <laughs> oh, that's oh, a he's, weird flex, right? Like, I'm a priest. I'm a, I'm a godly man. But, oh, <laughs> I got kicked out for molesting children or something. I'm not telling you exactly what <laughs> Go ahead and tell hey, special, your story right? How you want. They fast tracked him. He's special. He was so fucking all over it. He, he's so special. I mean, uh, this this is a manipulator, obviously. I mean, you, you, when you say an age difference like what twenty four to seventeen, that's uh, seven years. My math, eh? I'm a fucking genius. And mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> but if you know, say say you're thirty, you meet a twenty three year old. That's a little bit different. But when you get down to seventeen, sixteen, that area when you're in your twenties, there, there's a real um, maturity difference and, and there's a there's exactly. a real manipulation aspect that can happen in these situations, right? Oh yeah, totally. I I didn't realize it then either because obviously I was still young, I was still the same age, you know, and you don't think about that stuff when you're that age. No. I'm twenty six now. And right. now I can look back and think, Wow, like Yeah. No. Yeah, it's not but that. There's a reason why my parents had these. Our parents had these rules. Absolutely, and it's not. It's not that I'm mature. It's that. It, or sorry, it's not that I'm cool. It's that he's not cool. You know, like yeah. like you start to feel like, oh, I'm so cool because like I'm with somebody who's older than me. But in reality, at the, those ages, it's because the guy's not cool, and he's kind of it's predatory. Exactly. Often. Uh, not all the time, but often. 
And in this situation, it right. sounds There's, like it was. You do hear those song stories where they're like, oh, well, I was 18 and my husband, my current husband now was 25. And, you know, we have, we're married, we have kids and everything. And yeah. some situations do turn out that way. But yeah. I feel like a majority of them, I could totally be wrong, but a majority of them are not that well, way. We're probably talking about the 1960s or something too, right? And and when we're in the 2000s, so things things have changed quite a bit. Um, things oh, yeah. are a little bit different. <laughs> so anyways, she so so your your sister Brooke meets this guy Charles Oppener. Am I who cares? Um, yep. Yeah. And uh, I don't know why I'm being so hard on Charles cuz he doesn't get very uh, you know, treated very well in this situation either, but um their relationship. You know, honestly, if I'm going to be completely honest, mm-hmm. he was kind of trash in the first place. Anyways, <laughs> he had two other kids mm-hmm. with another lady. He mm-hmm. never saw them. Mm-hmm. He just dipped out, never saw them, didn't do anything. So I don't know how, I mean, I feel like their relationship was strained. He never, we never heard about his family, ne- nothing. So I don't know what his deal was. I, yeah. personally, I don't like him. Right. But I'm sure obvious, his other family, his family will feel differently mm-hmm. and his kids and stuff, but I guess he never saw anyways. So. Right. Right. Uh, but you know, we're just trying to paint the picture here that, that your sister's in, in a relationship and, and she's actually pregnant at this time, eight months pregnant. Is that by Charles? Yes. Okay. So they're pretty deep. They're pretty deep into, to a situation here around the time. Everything mm-hmm. gets fucking horrible. Uh, these are really sensitive things, and I mean, this is a real exercise for me talking to someone who is directly related to it. Because normally, I could just be a dickhead about it and screw around and not care about what anybody's feelings are and just make money, you know. Like, th- but this is this is really this is really humbling for me, and I really appreciate this opportunity, uh, Katrina. I really do. But I, I want I need to ask you some hard questions here, and uh, if you don't want to answer them, that's fine. But um, or at least bring some things to light that I that I'm aware of now. Was Charles, mm-hmm. so Charles was doing something to make money off of your sister, was he not? Yes, he was. Hey, do you feel like talking about that? Are you okay with talking about that? Yep, it's fine. It's already out there. Okay. It's completely, it's not anything that we're trying to keep hidden. It happened, right. unfortunately. Right. But yes, he had her completely and totally convinced that the only way that they could support their baby was if she were to do sexual favors over Craigslist. Over Craigslist. And, yep, so they would post ads on Craigslist. Do you know what that is? I don't I know. Do. I, don't, I don't know, like, if it's, okay. I'm not trying to be nah. rude or anything by any means. It was a I little guess. rude, Katrina. It was a little rude, but I'll get over it. <laughs> we, we, use, uh, we, use, we use cardboard signs in front of our houses, but, yeah, you guys use Craigslist. <laughs> No. no, I know you have internet and stuff. I just don't know if like they're saying things over there. I feel like it's pretty similar. But. It's, it's pretty similar. Now, there's something else. Okay. It's, I think it's called Kijiji, uh, actually. But um, so you can actually post on there and say, I think in this case, it was like we need like. I'll say, uh, I mean, your sister was saying that she she needs fifty dollars because they have bronchitis. And uh, she has bronchitis, and uh, everyone at the home does, and they need 50 bucks for, what was it, for food or something like that? Possibly. There was, we, at this point in time, we were keeping in touch, but because she had moved out and she was like, oh, I'm going with him, since you guys don't like him, I'm leaving, we were strained for a minute, and then we were working on getting our relationship fired back up. 
yep. when all of this happened. So we were on that point to getting back to where we were. Okay, so I want to step so, in right here, and sorry, and and, and just I want to talk about your sister a little bit more in in a positive light because I hate when this is the true crime thing. You'll focus on something like that, and it's like, oh, I know this girl, but we don't. As you were saying to me back and forth, mm-hmm. can you tell me a little bit more about Brooke and what she was like? Yeah, of course. Um, she she was um, funny. I thought so. Anyways, <laughs> she had these quirky little like corny jokes, you mm-hmm. know, like bad jokes galore. She was mm-hmm. super corny, incredibly smart, super, super book smart. And the age of like second grade, she was ready, reading at a fourth grade level, if not higher. Nice. And she taught me cursive. Wow. And, like, I, we were the same grade and stuff, so she was, like, super. She was just flying through all this stuff. Yeah. And teaching me things that I had no idea. She's teaching you how to swear, and you're a little bit older than her. She, and she's teaching you how to swear? <laughs> I'm no, from Canada. Like, I don't know what person. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> but... So she was, she was incredibly smart. She loved her music. Mm-hmm. She felt a lot through her music. Um, she was pretty diverse, but her favorite, I would say, was more of like the rocker style. She liked um, Bullet for My Valentine and everything. Mm-hmm. She really tried to be super diverse so the way she could connect with anyone and everyone. Mm-hmm. So that way, you know, she could be, would be able to strike up a conversation. I mean, the girl would go into Barnes & Noble and spend all day there. Oh, cool. Start talking to random people, reading books. But like, as I said in one of the messages, you know, everybody says, oh, you know, that person walked into your room totally lit up and you just knew she was there and yeah. so great, which, you know, with her, it was not that way. She was a fly on the wall. Mm-hmm. She liked to talk with you and connect with you, but she wouldn't make herself like known, known. I get it. She definitely had a heart of gold mm-hmm. because well, <laughs> my parents did this thing for us when our birthdays would come around, mm-hmm. you would either get the choice to have a party or here's a hundred bucks, we're going to go to the mall and you could blow it on whatever you want. Right. And all of us kids would go to either adventure, which one of us kids chose. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, we would all spend blow that hundred dollars on ourselves because it's our birthday, yeah. right? <laughs> Why would we buy my stupid little brother wants this $5 Yu-Gi-Oh card pack? Why do <laughs> Now that's my money, right? right? Mm -hmm. No, she started this new trend. Oh, okay, guys, yeah. You, oh, Katrina, sis, you like that? Sure, pick it. It's only $5, go for it. Uh, Darius, the baby of our group, you want want that? Sure, yep. As long as you guys keep it to a $5 thing, you can pick one toy. I'll share my money with you. Yeah. And mind you, there were five of us kids. Right. So she spent $20 of her money on us. And so then after that, we were like, oh, well, now we're going to be like, Brooke, and we're going to say we're nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. I get it. No, that's a really cool insight onto the, into the way that she was. Generous and uh, felt like oh. give, giving was just as good as receiving, obviously. And and, um, and just, just a good kid. I mean, and now she's in this relationship with this older guy, roped in, I guess, to a, to a certain degree. And... Um, He's for man. This is a harsh word to use, but he's he's basically pimping her, right? Yeah, like he yeah. is. I mean, so mm-hmm. he's he's getting her to to um, post on Craigslist and um, the meet up somewhere, and 
uh, exchange whatever and and uh, they'll they'll make some money that that's that's terrible the situation he was putting her in especially when she's um at this point 8 months pregnant yeah and i had no idea no about this what she was doing cuz if i would have known right i don't i would not i would have been like oh how how <laughs> of course. Like I know we're naive to the world, but still, that is not right. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. There are other ways. Tell him to get off his lazy ass and go get a job. There. How about that? How about yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, put put the put the uh, robe and the little white thing around your neck again and try to make fifty bucks a day uh, pontificating at the local church. Oh no, he got kicked out though, right? <laughs> what yeah, that's right. Excommunicated. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. So. Oh my God! So, all right. Um, this is the year is uh, 2014. So, in 2014, I mean, with the internet and all that, we we all are were then. I think very aware that it's it's pretty dangerous what what she's getting involved in here. Um, yeah. But she's got Charles kind of pushing her towards it, and and when these situations would happen, where they would go meet up with someone for money and and whatever, he would come along with right. Yep, he would there. He would be there to watch and be the bodyguard or some bullshit, whatever. Yeah, right. And um, on this day, I'll jump right to it. I guess it, was it uh, July the twelfth of uh, two thousand and fourteen? It was midsummer, right? Um, I don't know the actual date because we were not informed. Like I said, we were me and Brooke would chat every once in a while, right? And so we weren't informed until the date of. Mm-hmm. That they had found his body, mm-hmm. and that she was she had been missing for six days. Because okay. it was normal at the time for me and her to go like a week or so without talking. Okay, gotcha. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to jump to somebody else here real quick to set this up. There's a guy. His name is Brady Oestrike. Um, Mm -hmm. he is, I guess, 31 years old at this time, and he's been taking advantage of people on Craigslist for a little while. Um, like I said in the beginning, I am really just diving headfirst into this. And I asked you beforehand, if you're comfortable in talking about all this, and if there's anything that upsets you or whatever, and you want me to cut it, I will. But can I lean on you a little bit here for the information um, when it comes to this guy, Brady Oestrike, to set this up? I, I know that he like was into medieval shit and he uh, was a lineman and he went around the world or around the country uh, for work. But I mean, is there is there you must know quite a bit about this guy now. Oh, one thing I did find that didn't sit right with me. And I just found this two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a woman that he met on a dating website. Right. And they like got together or whatever. And then he was keeping her tied to a bed and then in a dog Cage. kennel and everything kennel. like that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she just, I guess, ran off one day while he was at work and then never really contacted him again and never went to the police about it, which <laughs> I can understand her perspective. And I don't know if that's just, somebody that needed a spot in the limelight for a minute or if that story was actually true. Yeah. Um, either way, though, I mean, it sucked for her, but I also can understand why she wouldn't go to the police because I've heard, you know, I listen to true crime all day, so I know how it is. You know, people get scared. They don't want to do that, but yeah, that happens. You go to the police to stop. 
Yeah, yeah. From happening. And in that particular situation, from what what I learned about it, I don't have the girl's name here or anything. I don't think it was shared. Was that there was kind of some weird kinky role play thing going on where she possibly was into like because he put her in a suitcase and put her in the trunk of his vehicle. She said, and then stopped it at some point, opened up the bag, and then sprayed some kind of shit into there that drugged her and just freaked her out. Like, he was doing all kinds of weird shit with this girl before she finally escaped him. And I think she was left to believe, from what is my understanding, that he manipulated her into thinking that she agreed to this. And it may be, if it went too far for you, then fine, go. That's That was my understanding, well, of how he posed it to her and how she kind of accepted it. Right, yeah. I didn't read that much into it. Because honestly, when I first read that, I was, like, livid. Mm-hmm. And then, so, but then I kind of sat back and I calmed myself down and I tried to think about it rationally and how she felt about it. Sure. And I was like, yeah, of course. Like, I mean, I probably would have just ran off and yeah. went to myself if that was, if that were to happen to me, I would have never, you know, well, probably not now, but at yeah. that time I would have done the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a weird, I think a lot of people, and I mean, there's even rape cases where, where people walk away from it and they don't, don't go to the police. I mean, I think they do, hopefully they do so more, more nowadays because they know they'll be believed, but say back in the seventies, sixties, eighties, um, just felt like maybe they would be <clears throat> in a position where, where the police or investigators would be like, um, well, maybe you asked for it type of thing. And if, and if there was right. some back and forth online, which likely there was in, uh, with this girl, if this even happened situation, maybe there was some stuff where she would look culpable or look like she was, she was into it initially and it went too far. So she maybe felt like she, uh, didn't have a leg to stand on, but if she had have come forward, and this is where your frustration must come from. You, you got to be thinking that maybe he would have been a little uh, shy to to continue to do this type of thing. Very possibly. Or maybe her case would have went further and he probably would have been in prison or jail or whatever. Exactly. But then again, people like this, as we know, as crime junkies, mm-hmm. you they get off. And uh, on a technicality or whatever, yeah. that, and then they're like, oh, shit, look at, look at what I just did. I got away with it. Yeah. I can do it again. Right. And this time, I'm going to make sure there's no, I'm leaving no uh, witnesses, which is often what happens. They'll ramp yep. it up, right? Mm-hmm. Escalation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so so you, your sister underneath uh, Charles is kind of like uh, pushing her and all that to do this. She po- makes this Craigslist post. Uh, needing 50 bucks, and Brady Oestrike, who's 31, says, hey, he says he's 25 years old to her, and he says that um, he'd like to meet up with her in a park, Gezon Park, I think it's, do you know this this information? I don't know the, cor- I don't, I don't know the correct pronunciation of it, but oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> it was a park. <laughs> I'm really bad at that, at pronunciating. Oh, you're bad at, you're bad at even pronouncing it, pronouncing it. I just fucked it up, too. I can't even say the damn word right there, either, so it's fine. <laughs> I just said you're bad at pronunciating, pronunciating. Yeah, good job, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he says that he wants to meet up with them in a park and um, for sex, I guess. And um, she goes to she goes with, uh, with Charles and meets up, right? Yep. And then from there, my understanding is that... Um, and you might, you must know more about this than I do. He kills Charles. Right off the bat. Do you know how he killed him? Um, I believe 
So I didn't look too much into this. From what I have read on it, though, from my understanding, is that he must have shot Charles in the head because when they told us that he was dead, they didn't know how he died. Right. Because they only had just the, the decapitated body. Yeah, he cut his head and off. And no right? head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I want to know, I would like to know what time this happened. Like, see, so I've done some research into it, but not too deep of research into it. Right. And so I I want to know how in the hell you go to a park with no witnesses and stuff. Well, maybe there was some, because obviously the police got on Brady's butt at some point. Yes. But like, and then just do this. Like, how ballsy are you? I, got, I can't even ask that question, because obviously, because we know people can be... Yeah. Yes, again. But to chop his head off and then discard of the head to where the police don't even find it. Yeah, yeah. Or well, until a years couple years later. Yeah, they found what did they find his head in 2019? I think a skeletonized head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're right. I mean, that's a that's an interesting uh, detail there. He probably did shoot him in the head, and the, and the reason for the decapitation was to get rid of the bullet, perhaps. I don't know. Maybe the bullet was in the head and he didn't want the bullet to be traced somehow to one of his weapons. The guy had tons of them. Yeah, because he had a ton of them. Yeah, along with swords and all kinds of weird medieval shit. The guy was, uh, he was into all kinds of, um, what would he, he would go to like those little parties in the woods where you pretend like you're back in medieval times. Okay. Okay, so yeah, that is really weird. But (laughs) listen. (laughs) You do it too? So... (laughs) Not like that. I don't. <laughs> You're a LARPer? <laughs> I don't LARP, but we do have a medieval renaissance festival here in Michigan. Okay. That's about two hours away from where I live, and my family and I will get dressed up, and we will go down and spend the day just kind of, you know, doing what that little medieval fair has to offer. Okay. My brothers, on the other hand, they go all weekend to LARPing sessions. Oh, man. But th- Good stuff. So, yeah, it's weird, but also at the same time, it's, it's kind of more creepy, like, when this guy did what he did. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I, w- I wasn't going to bring it up, but, I mean, my girl is completely into this stuff. She likes World of Warcraft and, and all that shit. And, you know, if she could, she'd just be dressed up like a wench all day and, I don't know, serving me casts of old lager or some shit but yeah she, she, she's she's into it too so let's not be too hard in that community um and i'll i'll lay off uh shitting on him fuck this guy we, we we've okay so so brady meets up he we're thinking possibly shoots charles who is your sister's boyfriend and then he takes your sister back to his house correct And there's video in the days leading up to this, the week before, he was taking video all through his house. And it's like him Mm -hmm. setting up some kind of fucking, like a dungeon, right? Yeah. And I was kind of scared myself to watch, like, the actual video. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't sure, like, if Brooke would be seen on there. And I was like, oh, man, okay, I know what happened, and I know it's really messed up, but I don't know if I really want to see it. Of course not. I'm cool with talking about it. I'm cool with, you know, but looking and seeing it happen myself, I, that's not 
that's that's a little too far. God, yeah. Oh my god. That makes it yeah. It makes no. sense. <laughs> makes fucking absolute sense. The the, <laughs> the the uh even when I was looking at some of the stuff I was like, God, I hope that I don't see um but I mean it was enough. What I saw was enough. I mean, this guy walking around, mm-hmm. like, you know, making sure he looks nice and all this shit, cleaning his ears and the mirror. And, and just looking at that area down there, it's a really shitty, shitty house, right? And he brings your um, your sister down there. And, uh, I mean, I got to leave this up to you if you want to talk about this or not. What is, from your understanding, what happens to your sister? I know, I can only assume yeah. that he had his way with her however he wanted, mm-hmm. did whatever he wanted to her. Yep. And then kept her in that little dog cage. I know that he she was in that at some point in time. Yeah. I have heard. And then he must have got felt the heat coming down on him. Right. At, on the seventeenth yeah. of July. Yeah, and that was he so he had her down there for for like five days, right? Yeah, it was a minute. Jesus. Well, obviously not a minute, but a while. Right. And, I mean, what what is, there's so much that's disturbing about this, and I won't stay here too long with you because this is really difficult, I'm sure, for you and for, I'm sure you have family members listening and all that, and I'm learning on the fly here how difficult this should be, is she's eight months pregnant. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's really uncomfortable from what I know. I mean, I've I have two kids, and I see how uncomfortable uh, my girl got around that stage. For five days, we can assume being tortured in some ways, right? And you got this asshole with all this medieval shit, and and he's he's shown with his previous victim that that he'll go to certain lengths. I mean, this is really really fucking bad, really bad. And, oh and, yeah, yeah. And so during this time. Are you guys aware that she's missing? Um, no. Okay. I mean, we thought it was kind of weird that she hadn't been posting anything on Facebook mm-hmm. or, you know, because um, we knew that she was pregnant, obviously. Um, we shared our Netflix account with her. Right. And um, so because our thought was, well, you know, she's pregnant. She's uncomfortable. She's couch surfing right now. We don't know where she is. Like, you know, so I knew they were kind of bouncing around. So... And obviously, they were late. They were low on money, right? And so, for her not to be on Facebook for a minute, I would only assume that oh, well, you know, she couldn't pay her phone bill or whatever. Yeah. At that time, for sure, or she was somewhere without internet connection for some period of time. Yep. You know that happens for sure. So, I definitely did not think anything of it until I get the call. Hey, you're a your sister's boyfriend's dead and uh, your sister's missing. Right. And I was like, oh, wow. shit, dude. Yeah. So I hopped on Facebook and I looked at her account and I was like, wow, she really, like, yeah, I guess she hasn't posted anything in a minute. Yeah. I mean, and at that age, it's not unusual for you not to talk to somebody, especially when they're with a guy and they're kind of off, off the radar for a little while for them to just be doing whatever. Who knows what they're up to? They could have taken a trip somewhere. Like mm-hmm. you said, they could have been just looking for money or, or they're out of money and they're, they're not in touch because they don't have a connection at the moment. Yeah. And then suddenly you get that phone call. I want to hop back here real quick to the scene where um, the, the cops, they're aware then at the fifth day, I believe that would be July 12th. I'm not sure. No, July 17th now. 
Yep. Right? Where um, they're actually outside of fucking Brady's house. And... Uh, the, yeah, which they did not tell us at all. Wow. And they told us what they what we were told is um, so I w- that day I had a job interview because I was working at a restaurant as a waitress. Yeah. Night shift. Denny's. And I was going to pick up another job. Denny's or Applebee's. That day. Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, Big Boy. <laughs> oh, I worked at Big Boy. <laughs> yeah, but I, I worked. Like what? I, I worked at Big Boys too. Yeah, no way. I did. I did. Oh. But I worked for a couple of gay guys, and they changed, rechanged the slogan to uh, "Where thickness is an obsession." Was that your slogan, or did they make that up? <laughs> I don't even know what the slogan is for Big Boy, but I mean that one's a not bad, interesting one. Couple of gay guys. <laughs> so, anyways, go ahead. So you were waitressing. Yep, and I was like, you know, I just graduated high school. I'm going to pick up a second job, make a little extra money, and have fun. Yep. So I was on my way out the door to this job interview, and I get told, hey, we haven't heard from your sister in a while. I guess some cops are looking for her. Mm-hmm. That was what I was told when I left. So I was like, oh, you know, whatever. Okay, I I guess I'll message her on Facebook. I'll message her friends, shoot out a couple of texts to my friends that, you know, we're in contact with her and everything. And so I did, and I blew her Facebook up. I'm like, Brooke, this isn't funny. Like, what you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, just check in with me, whatever. And so I go to the interview. My phone is blowing up the entire time. Like, I got, like, 10 missed calls from my Uncle Tom, who was living with us at the time. So I leave the interview and hop in my truck. I call my uncle back, and I'm driving back. And then I hear, hey, Charlie's dead, and Brooke is still missing. And I was like, oh, man. So I freak out at that moment. I'm like... I had to pull over to the side of the road because I was freaking out. I was bawling. I was crying. I was hyperventilating. And my first, the first thing I do is call my work because I was scheduled to work that night. And I'm like, I'm not going to be able to make it in. My sister's missing. Her boyfriend's dead. He's been murdered. Da 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 da. I don't really know what's going on. I'm going to go out and I'm going to look for her. I'm going to see if I can find her. Right. And it didn't sound come out as smoothly as that for right. sure. That was pretty good. Uh, my bosses. <laughs> oh, thanks. You're welcome. But, but the actual phone call, I was like, my boss was like, uh, who is this? And I'm like, Tracy, not. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And um, I know it's not funny. Uh, well, we're, we're laughing but, way too um, much. I mean, this is ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, who reacts like that? What the fuck? Well, that's what true crime people are like. I mean, the gallows humor and all that stuff. I mean, you laugh to stop from crying, right? It's the way you deal with these things. Oh, yeah. I appreciate it. You're, you're the way you, you deal with it. But continue, please. <laughs> um, so I did. And then we got home, switched out of my interview clothes on as fast as I could. I had the phone line going. I was calling up my all my girlfriends all of my friends from high school, I'm like, listen, all right, guys, Brooke is missing. Let's go. We're doing a search party right now mm-hmm. um, from where Charlie's body was found. Mm-hmm. And in within 20 minutes, our driveway was full of people. And we nice. had a caravan going out to where he was last seen or whatever. Mm-hmm. We had flyers made up. We were posting all over Facebook. Like, I mean, we, for what I, for such a short m- amount of time, I'm like, damn, I am proud of us. Especially now listening to crime podcasts. I'm like, ooh, we didn't even wait a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. So looking back, that's 
I'm very proud, happy that we did that so fast. Yeah, you should be. And so we were there. We were handing out flyers, knocking doors. Um, and the weird, the, so when I knocked on this one door to leave a flyer and I was like, Hey, so this happened. Have you heard anything weird? Have you seen my sister? And the guy was like, no, but the other night when I was out here letting my dog go to the bathroom, I thought I heard a gunshot Hmm. and I was like, Hmm, that's weird. And I just kind of put that in the back of my head. Mm -hmm. Just kind of like, Oh, you know, whatever. Well, I heard, his head was dropped off, so maybe that's what happened. Right. Naive to what happens in the crime world. I was like, well, of course he's dead. His head's chopped off. That's how he killed him. Right. That is, and so I was like, oh, you know, it's Grand Rapids. It's whatever. I'm sure you hear that shit a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so we continued, and this is where it gets kind of weird. So it started getting dark, and we were like, okay, let's head back. We're going to post more on Facebook. We'll do what we can from home. We're going to keep an eye on the news and stuff because this was all already spread all over the news, mm-hmm. everywhere. And um, so my mom, who is very directionally challenged, I love my mom. She probably is not going to listen to this, but I'll be oh. mom if you are. Yeah. And she got turned around. And so we ended up in a McDonald's parking lot turning around. I run into the McDonald's. I'm like, hey, can I put this flyer up real quick? They're like, yeah, sure. So I tape it on their door, and then I run back out, and then we go on our way. Well, we go to drive under this overpass. There's this on-ramp that we were not going on. We were going under it. But on the top of this on-ramp were a whole shit ton of police cars. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, my stomach dropped. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's. That's weird. We're in a really shitty situation right now. My sister's missing. There's a ton of police cars. But I was like, no, no, no. No, 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 no. That can't be. That's not connected in any way. Right. You know, it's fine. But like full body chills happened at that moment. Yeah. And And so we just. Sorry. Um, No, I was going to say. You know, it's all right. Uh, It's only my podcast and everything. You know, let me talk a little bit. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot for interrupting you right there. But 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 was was that so? Okay, is there more to that story that you wanted to complete? Because there there's a tie in here to something that happens um, that I could pro- possibly tie into this. If in fact what was happening up there is what I think was happening, was there a car crash it up is. there with a yellow vehicle? It is. Okay. Yep. So if you don't mind, can I go back for a second? Thanks. Thanks, Kat. Or sorry. Thanks, Trina. So (laughs) back at the house, back at the house, like we were saying, the the cops are outside and they've caught wind that it's possibly this Brady always strike who killed Charles. And they've caught on to the Craigslist shit and they've connected it to a Facebook account, which was, wasn't his name, but it was connected to his name in some other way. And they've done their, they've done their police work and they, they think that they've got the guy. And they're waiting for a, for a search warrant outside of Brady's house. And it is possible, and I'm sorry, Trina, that, that your sister is still alive when the police are outside of the house. Do, do, you, did you, do, do you agree with me there or am I wrong? Oh, yes, I agree with you there because at that moment we were, when we found that out, we were like, if they would have just went in and said, fuck that warrant, yeah. then who she knows could. what could have happened. Yeah. So we had all these thoughts before. Right. So we assume that he, he becomes aware that they're out there and he, um, 
he what he strangles your sister to death. Yep. And then he puts her into the back of his vehicle. Not before put uh, he put her in a suitcase first. Okay, he put her in a suitcase first. Um, put her in the back of his car, and then he peels out right. And while the cops are right there, yep. and they begin chasing him. Yep. So what you saw when you were going underneath that bridge looking for your sister, you saw her killer with your sister in the back of his trunk being arrested. Well, not being arrested. He crashed while they were they were being chased. And you went underneath that overpass while that shit was going on? I did. Wow. I didn't know it at the time. Wow. Like I said, I, I mean, I felt weird about it. I thought it was weird. But we just so happened to be going i mean it's because there could be a possibility that it, it was a different wreck that we drove under i doubt it <laughs> but i doubt, yeah exactly i doubt it too yeah because it was that area right it was right in that area yep yep all in the same area and all at the same time i mean there was there was a there was a yeah. bunch of and you said there was a bunch of cop cars right up on the bridge yeah i don't really i i would like to say there was at least four of okay them. Well, that, there that was quite a few, but, but that makes sense because, so they give chase and then there's another responding unit. Cause I saw, did, did you see the dash cam footage when they begin chasing him? Um, no, I didn't. Okay. It's, it's there. I didn't even know that was out there. It is, <laughs> it is, it is. And they, you can see them chasing him down and then another cop car comes in. So if there's only four or five cop cars there, it's like immediate, like you were going underneath quite possibly um 10 minutes after they he had crashed and they had swarmed in on him because there was a shitload uh once they found out what was going on because when once he crashed he shot himself brady always strikes shot himself in the car yeah which thankfully he did because i think my dad probably would have taken care of the situation himself and then i would have lost both of them right 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 no doubt and I mean, and, and it kind of wraps up. It doesn't wrap up there because when they go into his house, they find this weird torture chamber shit. And then they find a map with all these um, points marked across the country, heavily in Michigan. And they're thinking, do we have a Israel keys on our hands? Are these point places where he raped or murdered other, other girls all over this map? You, you, you heard about that? I didn't. Yeah. There was all these, um, these push pins into different locations on a map down there. Oh my God. That is, that's fucking wild. Yeah. And, but well, he traveled quite a bit with his job. He was like a lineman. Um, and, uh, but why would, why would he have all these push pins in there? Right. Pinpointed. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to have to look into this case more because like I said, I mean, to the audience, when I first started here, I woke up, and I had your message and I tried to work on it for a bit and I decided, hey, I just want to hit this head first and, and talk to you. And we went back and forth and and you sounded so great and strong and all that. And I was like, let's just see how this goes. Um, and I think it went, I think it went pretty well. You're, you know, you're very brave for coming on and doing this. You are. Thank you. I don't really, I don't really talk about it much. Like, like when I told you that my uh boss i've been working with the post office for three years so mm -hmm. my boss didn't even know that my sister was dead yeah and you had to That's tell him how like little i really talk about it yeah <laughs> and i hear you're just straight up talking I, to me yeah i really appreciate it i mean is is there anything is there anything else you want to say about it 
Um, well, I would say that I would, I think, I know this sounds really weird, but listening to as much crime as I do, I feel like we're, we're lucky in a way, knowing that we're not one of those that are waiting 20 years later to, to find an answer. Right. I mean, it all happened that night. We knew that night we turned on the news and we were watching it. We were getting messages from people all over in the area like, oh, hey, this is what's going on. That's what's going on, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the cop came to our door and we knew that night. So kind of like weird as that sounds, I'm thankful that we're not one of the we're got dragged out that get drawn out for like 20 years or whatever. Yeah. And, you, and the guy could still be out there doing it to other people. Um all that kind of thing. Or he could be in prison and he could be doing appeals and you're having to show up to court and you're having to go through the proceedings and be there for your sister. All that could have happened too, right? Yeah. So I am, as weird as that sounds, I'm super thankful that it was all, you know. Wrapped up there. Cool. Yes, wrapped up. Yeah. Thank you for those wordings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, you asked me to, to uh, do a quote for um for your sister this is her one was this her favorite quote or just one that she said to you she she ha- where, where did you get this quote from your sister from that was going to be her senior year quote in the yearbook all right and I-, I googled it today to see if anybody else had used it for anything but like nothing came up so i was like i don't know if she did it herself or if it's from somebody else i will be completely honest but i know she did she loved that quote i looked it up too because i was wondering if she got it from somewhere and i didn't find anything either so at your request, I'll do it in my, my way. This is not me being a dickhead. Quote, live life loud. So when the silence falls, everyone will know you're gone. End quote. And that's from uh, your sister, Brooke Slocum. May she rest in peace. And um, I really appreciate your time here today. Um, this is one of those those moments in my life where I, I won't forget this. And it's certainly a moment in my career that will likely change a lot of my sensitivity towards certain things that I do. And I really appreciate this opportunity. Thank you. This was like <laughs> under the circumstances that kind of sucks, but seriously, one of the best days of my life, not including my kids, right. you know, having them come to me. <laughs> <laughs> but this was really awesome for me too. <laughs> well, thanks, Katrina. And uh, we'll send you off to that uh that Applebee's real soon as, as a thank you for, for myself. <sighs> Anyways, everybody, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Katrina and I are going to talk a little bit longer here, but thanks for tuning in for this episode of waking up with Jack Luna. I hope you, I don't know if you can enjoy things like this, but uh, somehow I really enjoyed this conversation. It was, um, it was something else. Um, one of the, one of the, I, I got to tell you, Katrina, before we go, if you had to sent me this just as somebody like as a listener of true crime and you weren't involved in this case, Honestly, I would have I would have looked at the details of this and, and had hesitation and been like, this is a little too too much. Um, <clears throat> and to do it in this way with you involved um, is much more powerful than anything I could have done and much more respectful, even though we laughed our fucking asses off the whole way through. We didn't laugh our asses <laughs> off, but we giggled a little much, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we were having good, though. It's fine. <laughs> yes, it's just a coping mechanism. Okay, I mean, big love to you and your family, and thank you again for the opportunity. Okay, bye, everybody. Ice cock doors locked. Stay paranoid. <laughs> <laughs>